I'm not entirely sure how this episode is going to go. So as you know, we are doing a series of um, Christmas films in the run-up to Christmas. And um, as we record this, it's Thanksgiving week, and we've just put out Planes, Trains and Automobiles. And there's a series of other um, Christmas films that we wanted to do. And this is our this is our third Christmas, is it? Is that right? We've been doing no. it for two... Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. This is our third Christmas. So anyway, we, we've already done a number of Christmas films to date. So this year, I struggled a little bit with trying to come up with films that I I really like, or, or specific Christmas films that I like, anyway. And anyway, Jingle All The Way was the one that we picked. And I'll go straight into my memories for this. And I don't really have a lot of them. This is the type of film I've seen clips of, and I've probably watched when it's on TV, but I've never purposely sat down and watched it. I never sort of thought, oh, there's that film in the video shop, I'm going to rent it, or I'm, you know, I, I circle it at Christmas time in the Radio Times, knowing that I want to watch it. So, yeah, I have no memories of this. What, what about you? I'd never seen it. Well, all right, I'll say it now, right? I don't <laughs> think I have either, right? I, I, like I said, I've definitely seen bits of it, and so I'm really interested now to know your thoughts on it. Well, first of all, should we say that the this was probably suggested by the two people that have decided not to join us on the recording today? Well, to be honest, <laughs> I think I suggested it with the other two people in mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. This is the type of film that Evan quite likes. Well, I know Adam has mentioned it a few times. I don't know what if he likes it or if he enjoyed it or whatever, but I know he's mentioned it a few times. I'm sure he's he might have mentioned it jokingly though to us. So do you know what I think straight away the issue is or why we potentially have not seen this before? This what? came out in ninety six. We would have been fifteen at the time. And I wonder if we would have been a bit too cool for school. Yes, we would probably love an Arnie film, but a family-friendly, you know, Christmas film, would we have been a little bit, you know, not necessarily the demographic? Well, I was going to ask you this. Who do you think this is aimed at? I don't know. I don't know. I, I find this film, it's... It wants the best of both worlds in terms of there's some adult humour in there, but also it's very sort of with the child's eye in mind. Right, I'll say but it now, I, right? I, well, I fucking hated this film. <laughs> I, 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 I can't hold it in anymore. I was trying to hold it in throughout the podcast, right? And But I hated this film. And you know me. I love an Arnie film, and not necessarily his action. You know, I, I love Twins. Twins is I, right up there for me. I, I think I'm going to say this now, right? I could count on one hand the amount of films that you've said to me you hate in my life of knowing you. In, our, in, in the amount of time that we've known each other, I can, I can count on one hand the amount of times you've said you hate a film because you are normally the most... Even if you... Don't like it. You you kind of sit on the fence, not I, deliberately. I, you just yeah, I can sometimes see like 
you know, real bet not benefit. I can see positives at times with the film. I just didn't get it. And the fact that you just asked that question, who is it aimed at? I can't answer it. At one point, I was I sort of like asked myself, is this a spoof? You know, there's certain because there's elements of it that are so comedic and slapstick. I I was just like, what are they trying to achieve with this? And there was points right where I thought, I feel bad for Arnie here, because he's better than that. Well, I think he is anyway. And Do you, are you talking about it in terms of he's better than the films allowing him to be, or yeah, be, I, and it's not necessarily yeah him acting or anything. You know, we know the type of actor he is. We know that he's he's never going to win an Oscar in the you know in that sense that he should um, <laughs> what. Sir? He should have. Should have, yeah, yeah. Like, but but he's he's never gonna be the Daniel Day Lewis's of the world, is he? You know, we know we know that. But uh look, I it, it came to the point, right, where I thought I'd rather be watching him as Mr. Freeze than watch that film ever again. Right, because I've never seen Batman and Robin. So you're telling me that Batman and Robin's a better film than this. I don't know if it's a better film. <sighs> No, I don't know if it's a better film. I I would I would get more enjoyment out of that film than this, right? And it'd be really interesting to know, right? Because Adam would have been about seven when this came out in the cinema. Mm. Um, and I I just think he, maybe he would have been the like perfect target audience. I I get I get the idea behind the film and the the story or the plot has so much potential. It would have come out, you know, a few years after all of the, you know, in the 80s, you had the Ninja Turtles, you know, pe- people couldn't get them for their for their kids at Christmas time. Fast forward a couple of years to about 94, you couldn't get Buzz Lightyear's and Woody Dolls. For, for, yeah. So this is a couple of years later, right? So, so it's, you know, it, it's the story or the plot is is quite relevant. I, I just think the execution of the whole film is is not great. It at, at points it tries to be quite serious. At other points it tries to be over the top comedic, and it just doesn't work. Mm. And we we're going but, into the film here, but, like, but yeah, I just couldn't. Well, it, it says in the description it's a family comedy film, and I think when you get a family comedy film, it can be very broad, can't it? The family comedy. It's like, where do you aim it? And I think, like we've sort of mentioned, it kind of tries to cover all bases, but it's it, it's not. I would say it's not a cohesive film. It doesn't like. There's some slapstick humor and elements that you know are completely for children or the child's eye, mm-hmm. and then there's other elements which are. Absolutely adult humor, and unlike say a Pixar film, or certainly Pixar, you know, when it started off, I don't think it manages to sort of blend those two genres or aspects uh, very well. And I tell now, you, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say now because you've already given your feelings on the film. I don't hate this. I don't dislike it either. I think it's okay. But I think it's okay because there were elements of the film that I thought, oh, that's pretty good. 
<laughs> well, when we come to favorite aspects and elements and scenes, I'm gonna struggle. Um, I think the problem is right. We we we've done twins on this um on this podcast, and although that's not an out and out comedy, it's I think Arnie at his best when he does light hearted stories. Yes. It, it, it it's a such a brilliant film, I think. Anyway, but. And again, we always say this on the podcast, like a broken record. I think if you grew up watching this and had an affiliation with it, I probably would have liked it. But I'm just thinking, mm. you now, Adam would have been seven when this came out. I, I reckon he's got some fondness for it. Whereas Maybe, the... but then again, Adam's watching Robocop and Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre when he's six and seven years old, isn't he? So, <laughs> Do you know what the other bit that I didn't really get in this film is... Just some of the 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 way that it's shot. There was a lot of like zooming in on Arnie's face and that sort of like using his features as quite comedic. You know, you know what he's like. You know, he's like got like a rubber mouth at times where he's like, ah. I I think the other issue is I've only ever seen this in bits, and you're hundred percent right in saying about the 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 blend between the the family humor, the adult humor, and the kid humor. You know, there's things like um, you know, the bomb threat. Oh, yeah. It it just comes out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, the bomb physically goes off, and mm. and then you you you're like, oh Jesus Christ! You know that that's you know potentially quite hard hitting, but then it's quite comedic in the sense of you've done that typical cartoon thing of everyone's like charred or or like you know smoky. Um, there's the other bit where Arnie has that sort of like daydream or or whatever, where he's talking to the the post guy, you know, played by Simbad in in that diner, and it turns to his kid who's then drinking alcohol, mm. and it's just yeah, it's just a little bit all over the place. I just I just don't get it. So do you wanna see if you've got any favorite aspects? My favorite aspect is that it was only an hour and twenty minutes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh... I um I I quite liked Ted um in the th- in the sense of like yeah his character is hundred percent trying to get into the knickers of every right okay so that is my favorite aspect Phil Hartman um, and all I, I, think, I could hear I great. yeah when he was talking all I could hear was um Troy McClure from um, <laughs> from know. the Simpsons <laughs> he's such a sleaze ball in this film though I loved it yeah, I loved um, it it's great. I, I did have a question of like um where was it? Oh how is he such a wanted man with the ladies? Is it because he's found this magic formula that if he helps out a little bit around the house, sort of thing, you know, does a little bit of DIY for them, all of a sudden, yeah. He's got he's well, got into them. I've always had the belief, and I'm not claiming this is my own. I'm pretty sure that I probably saw or read this somewhere, but it's all about the circles you move in. So, you know, like I used to work at a superstore, okay, yeah. shopping store, uh, rhymes with Bazda, and um, the Welsh version of um, Walmart. That's right, yeah. And I always remember working there, and like there were people going with each other left, right, and centre. It was a free for all, right? Then I started working for a reputable energy company, which I still work for, rhymes with uh, British Bass. And um, 
And the, the same thing was happening. Like the first sort of few parties I was going to, I was like, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? It was a free for all again, right? And so it's it's obvious, and you always hear rumors about like um, we've got a friend who works in the police force, and he says, "Oh, it's rife in the police force." So I think it's not it's not a case of like oh, this one section of society or one like work area of society where stuff happens. It's wherever you are, the circles you're in. If the environment is right, shit will happen. And I watch, and when I watch someone like Ted. Phil Hartman as Ted. I just think he is a single father. He's going to all these PTA meetings, all these get-togethers with the the, the mothers, right? You got to think you now. A lot of those mothers are probably divorced and single. Well, and that, and that's the big thing. I think he's tapped into a market where he's just like all these people who are either widowed or divorced. 100%. Yes, and he's obviously as well, rebranded himself as a bit of a catch because he cooks, cleans, handyman, DIY, all this stuff. So, yeah, he's a genius, but also a lech. Oh, he's 100% sleazeball, isn't he? But he's got like, all the, what, what gets me about someone like him, a character like him, is that he's got all these women falling over themselves to, to get hold of him. And the one he wants is the one he can't have. Like it's like the downfall of man, isn't it? I love that. There's the line, isn't it, from his kid who's just like everyone saying, "Oh, your dad is brilliant" or whatever. And he's like, "Oh, he didn't used to be like that." Not until my my uh, mum and dad broke up. And no, then he I know passes exactly. It on to a uh, Anakin Skywalker who's like, "Oh, maybe your parents should uh, split up." Yeah. So yeah, Phil Hartman's my favorite, but I, I I do also enjoy Arnie in this film. I do. I can't help it. Uh. I, I think the issue I have is not necessarily Arnie, but the way that um some you know he's shot in some of it and uh, you know towards the end when he's Turbo Man on on the float he's just like a gurning idiot yeah um and that, and I think that's that's the issue and and by that point I, I I just got sick of the film anyway I think I was probably like looking on my phone or I I probably didn't give the the film the and you know the ultimate sort of attention, but yeah, I'd had enough of it by then. Okay, fair enough. Um, I am going to give one more shout out, and that's to uh, Jim Belushi as as the crooked Santa. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, right? But there's something about Jim Belushi I've always liked in films, and I've always thought to myself, I wish he was in more. Yeah, he's funny in it. He was he did well in the eighties, possibly into the early nineties, but then just fell off. He just fell out of favour, didn't he, with Hollywood? Yeah. Um I mean know, he and... did have it in fairness, he did have his own sitcom. He did have according to Jim, which went for I think eight or nine series. So he did he did well off you know, comedy TV. But I just wish he was in more films. I just love, um, yeah. I'm going back to eighties now, but what, you know, what's he in? Heat? No, not Heat. Red, Red Heat. Red Heat. K nine. K yeah, K nine. Um, He's in trading I... places. Yes, I'm gonna have to look him up now, aren't I? Yeah. Little Shop of Horrors. The man with one red shoe. Has he done any more actiony type films? Uh, I don't think so. I don't remember him in. Oh, I tell you a film that I never. I am. 
He was in Only the Lonely, which was a John Candy film. I didn't mind that. And he was in Curly Sue. Oh, Curly Sue. There's um, there's a film we'd have to sort of go back and look at. I I don't think that would have aged well at all. Hmm. I don't think so either. He was also in K nine one one, or K nine eleven. Well, the director DVD release. <laughs> last oh, hero. he's that's it. He's in a Tim Allen film that I saw late one night. On it was on one of the the TV channels, and it's a Tim Allen film where he gets bullied in work. So he gets trained up to confront his bully, and the trainer is a karate guy, and it's Jim Belushi. What's the name of the and film? I, huh? What's the name of the film? Do you know? Joe Somebody. Yeah. And I always remember watching that film, thinking, "Oh, that was all right, actually." He was also in K Nine Pi. There's a bit mil- of mil- milk in that K Nine money, money. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I, all I all I'll say is I just remember I just remember like any time he turned up in something I was always like oh cool Jim Belushi I like him I just wish he'd done more Jumping Jack Flash he was in wow there's um the film I've not seen in like easily twenty years is that the with Whoopi Goldberg film yeah with Whoopi she went through a like a good eighties didn't she and then came to the sort of nineties and. Yeah, got passed off to Star Trek Next Generation or whatever she was in. Well, Jumping Jack Flash was before Ghost, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's 86. I think Ghost was later 80s, wasn't it? It might have even been 90s. Oh, that's, yeah, because Whoopi did Colour Purple, then Jumping Jack Flash, that's it, and then Ghost. Yeah, no, she must have done it. She did loads of things. I'm trying to think. What else? Her sister act as well, isn't it? Oh, she was massive. All right. Favourite scenes then? What have you got? It's the Christmas, it's the Santas. I so I was looking up who the um who the, the various Santas were. And um and this was before they got into the factory bit. And I saw that the guy from Austin Powers was in it. What's his name? Um, oh, Vern Troyer. Yeah, yeah. So that he was in there, and I thought oh, someone's got that wrong because that that that's not the 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 Mike or whatever his name is, the the other little um Santa. But um, yeah, it is good the the way they scam him and <laughs> it's in a different language. Yeah, it just falls apart when it comes out. Yeah, I just I I I what I also like is the uh, the way that scene ends. It's, I mean, it's preposterous, but the fact he just grabs a detective badge from the toy thing and he just. Fobs everyone off that he's a detective himself. It's got some familiar faces in it as well, hasn't it? Like obviously we the the um the guy who played Mini Me, um obviously G- um Jim Belushi. You got the guy who was the Big Show from WWE or WWF, whatever it would have been at the time. He was he was the Big Santa, Giant Santa. Is he really? Yeah. Um, oh, Paul White. His name is. Yeah, oh, yeah, Big Show. I think from us. Um. And then, obviously, the film has Sinbad in it. And I don't know if Sinbad sort of passed me by or whether it just passed or just passed the whole UK by. Do you, do you sort of know him much? Yeah, I okay. So I'm more, I was more 
I'm obviously I'm more familiar with him than you are, but I I kind of like the American comedy circuit. I would watch like comedy Def Jam and stuff when I was growing up. So I I recognize him not necessarily from that, but from comedy specials uh you would see sometimes on Sky on Comedy Central or this, that and the other. So I knew who he was. I'm not saying he was like one of my favorite comedians, but I knew who he was. And I think the thing is in this, I think he's got quite a difficult role because for all intents and purposes, he's a dickhead. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying Arnie is like the saving grace, but Sinbad's got to basically got to be even worse than Arnie. And isn't it funny though? Like one minute he's he's like a nice guy talking to him. You know, what are you here for, mate? You know, I'm getting turbo man, blah blah. And the next minute he's a dick. Then he's back to being sort of his best mate. Then he's been an uber dick, and he just starts keeps ramping up and then bringing it back down, ramping up again. It's weird. Well, okay, so I didn't mind the idea that when Turbo Man is not in the conversation or like right in front of them, they they sort of like got on. Yeah. And then as soon as Turbo Man is put down in front of them, it's like a free-for-all. I didn't mind that aspect. I thought if that was played better, you could have had more comedy out of that, I think. But, yeah, it is what it is. And it's funny, right? So my favourite scene, I, I had to pick something and I really struggled. I thought I can't just not have anything here because although... I said at the beginning, I hate this film. It's you know, it's still a film, and there's still something to take from it. Um, I I ended up picking the parade, and I don't know why I did. Maybe it was because I it was the end of the film, and I, and that was what was in front of me. But specifically, the parade until you see Sinbad as what it, the Dementor or whatever his name is. And I thought at that point it it was it was becoming quite heartwarming and wholesome and and things and then it just got uber ridiculous with the stupid I was going to call it CGI but it's not even CGI is it what, what with him flying round and shit yeah, I, I, know, don't, yeah. I don't even know what it is and and that, from that point I was I was willing for the film to um to end the funny thing was right I was watching the film. And it and I was like, oh, it must be almost over. And I looked, and it was only fifty minutes gone. And I just got, <laughs> I got another fucking half an hour of this. How 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 am I going to cope? Um, but oh, yeah, my. I I the, the parade I quite liked up until the point where yeah he, he gives the boy the um the turbo man and I thought oh that's quite good and then it just gets preposterous. Hmm. Um, with all the different, uh, I don't know, all the different gadgets and the fact he chases the boy up on a bloody rooftop. If you were that boy, you would just run straight to your mum, wouldn't you? Surely. He's like, You'd like to think so, but then there's no peril in that, is there? Well, no, exactly. I know it's a film, but like in common, common sense world. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. And I was quite shocked. Anakin Skywalker. I didn't realise he was in it. Jake, whatever his name is. Jake Long, is mm. it? Jake Lloyd, yeah. Jake Lloyd. Uh, um. All right. Changes. What have you got? Uh. Well, I would. I would personally change the beginning and the end, because I. I really don't like the first ten, fifteen minutes, until he goes to the store and starts trying to get Turbo Man. What What specifically don't you like about it? Is it the? It's a, a... tight. I find it a tired formula. 
the, the whole Scrooge is someone who's, you know, is, is it that bit? Not Scrooge, but you know what I mean? Someone who's so engrossed in their work, they don't really have time for their family. Is it that element? Mm. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's, um, yeah. It's, I, the, I, set, I it's the setup, yeah. And I, 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 also, I also don't like the last 10 minutes. I don't like the payoff. I, I don't mind the idea of him becoming Turbo Man. I, I think that's okay. I think that's a decent idea. I just don't like the execution of it. And yeah, like you, I just thought, oh God, it's going on too long now. <laughs> what I didn't get, right? <laughs> he's Turbo Man, yeah. But he's like, I don't know, four foot away from his from his wife and his son. And he's physically given the the toy to his son previously as well. No one fucking recognizes him. No, I know. Come on. He's got like a visor on. That's all. Yes, he has a helmet on, but it doesn't cover his face. It's just. I'm with you, man. And again, you know, we're talking about little nitpicks of like film world here, but oh, come on. Yeah, I, I, I get what you. Yeah, I, I'm hundred percent with you. They could have just got him to play Turbo Man in whatever way without the Sinbad bit. And yeah, he picks his son to have the 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 item. But yeah, the the ultimate ultimately then they needed to end or conclude the, the, the postal guy. Yeah. Um the flying element, so again, just jumping on what you were saying, it's just ridiculous. It's not needed. And then that bit where he sort of like flies into the wall but then stays flying into the wall. It it just it went a bit again comical. If if that was in the mask, I it wouldn't have looked out of place in the sense of like it was just over the top and ridiculous. That bomb scene I didn't like either. The the whole copper scenario as well. I, I I didn't mind it being in there. I just thought it was again the execution. So that copper just keeps drop you know all of a sudden he's a he's um someone who pulls him over at the beginning. I get that, right? That that's that's decent. He he's then um he knocks over his bike. He's then a bomb disposal expert. I know he's not there as the expert, but he's there and he's oh I worked bomb squad for ten years. And then he's he's there at the end and it's just like, oh for fuck's sake, man, come on. Also The thing is, how big is Minneapolis? But did you tell me he's the, is, is he the only copper working? But the other thing was, right, he runs away from him about three times in the film. He he gave him a ticket at the beginning of the film. He has all of his details. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he knows who he is. He knows where he lives. He knows his license plate. Come on. But, uh, yeah, okay. And then, you know, the, the bit that really topped it off for me? Arnie punching the reindeer. And yeah. then, then having a beer with him. And I was just thinking, for fuck's sake now, this isn't Clint Eastwood punching a horse in whatever West and he does that in. It's, come <laughs> on, it's, I don't know. It's just, it just took it far too, too, too much for me. Um, Everything is over the top, I think, which isn't a bad thing if that's what the film was aiming for. But, so every gag was telegraphed. I could see it coming a mile off and... Mm. I, I again struggled, struggled really bad with that. Um, I don't understand the whole. They call the radio station, but then because someone because the phone broke, they then run to the radio station, which made no fucking sense at all. Truly, someone would have rung in before then. Yeah. Um, 
And I think that's it. I could probably go on even more, but what happens if John Hughes had written it and directed it and done it? But then, I don't know. I, I might just be talking bullshit here. But you know what I mean? That's sort of like, still like a wholesome story, but without the real gimmicky, over-the-top gags. Do you, do you think, right, you know the ending where the son completely forgives Arnie and the wife is like, oh, he's amazing. Do you think Arnie's earned it? No, not at all. He's fucked up. He didn't buy a toy. And then he just... He needed to do more than that, didn't he? Because he could have just rented a bloody Turbo Man outfit for, yeah. from, the, from a shop and turned up as Turbo Man and said, um, yeah, I don't know. Santa's delayed in bringing you a Turbo Man. We'll get it in the Boxing Day sales. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think... I don't think he's, he's earned it enough. But isn't this funny? Like, we've had a couple of these sort of like Christmassy stories where we've asked that question in the sense of are they, have they either earned the, the ending or are they really, have they really changed? Yeah. Because come Boxing Day or the day after when he's back in work, is he going to be exactly the same again? In the sense yeah, of is, it, is it basically, has he just put out this fire? And there's going to be another fire in however long time. Yeah. And his wife, anyway, is going to be in bed with Ted in about three weeks' time, anyway. Yeah. Do you know there's a sequel to this film? I've heard there's one, yeah. Yeah, starring Larry the Cable Guy. And again, you probably know Larry the Cable Guy, but I don't. He's a comedian. I haven't watched a lot of him. I, I, I know the name, but... I thought he was an actual character in this film because I wasn't entirely sure who he was before I watched it. <laughs> so I was waiting for this Larry the Cable Guy to pop up. Or I did wonder then whether they'd like taken a character from another film and merged it into this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um. So actual actual Turbo Man figures were actually actually sold. Too many actuals, I know. Were um were sold um in real life, and two hundred thousand were made, and they were sold at Walmart. Do they sell out? Who knows? Um, and a couple of other interesting facts: when they filmed the parade, it was in July, so everyone was sweating buckets. Um, and I think that I think the guy who was um who was Turbo Man's sidekick is it Booster or someone? Whatever he was, yeah, that Booster. Thing. I think he had some special suit that had like water running through it. Uh, it kept him cool. Oh, okay. And that that guy recognized his voice straight away. But then I was trying to work out where I know him from, and I I couldn't pay, uh, place him at all. It's C- Curtis Armstrong. He had a bit uh, of um, what's his name? Uh, Guilford Grape Tree or whatever. <laughs> what's his name? The comedian. He's in he's in Risky Business and Revenge of the Nerds. You'd um. You'd recognise his voice straight away if um after this podcast if you yeah if you just Google him, I, I'm sure you you'll have something in the back of your head. You're like, oh, I know him from somewhere. He was in Dodgeball and Van Wilder. Right, maybe it's one of them. But he's got really yeah really distinctive voice. Uh right, budget, seventy five million, returned hundred and thirty. How is that seventy five million? Where's that seventy five million gone? I uh, I questioned it as well. I was like, okay, well, maybe Arnie's taking a chunk of that. But then I was thinking, if you look at the other actors, 
they're not huge. You've got Sinbad, Phil Hartman. Okay, he's well-renowned sort of voice actor. Rita Wilson, the... but she's not like a massive sort of star. And you, you, so none of them would be commanding a massive pay. Thing. No. So, I I don't know. I hang on a minute now. I'm just trying to think of it logistically. That the scene at the end with all the floats and closing off the streets. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. We crossed them a bit. Yeah. Um. I, I was wondering at one point, could that have been done on a film lot? But I don't think it was. I think it probably was some street somewhere. You, yeah, and okay, you had all the floats and things. You had, you had all the products. I wonder if they were product placement rather than mm. they would have paid for them. Um, could have, but, yeah. But, but I, I was just like, 75 million, where's that gone? So it, it'd be really interesting to know how, how much Arnie got paid for this. See if I can find it now. Pay for Jingle. He was paid twenty million for the role. That's mm. that's huge. That's like, what he was on in the nineties, wasn't it? Oh, all right. Final question: Would you recommend it? No. I can't believe it took you that long to come up with no. But mine's a big fat no. I, <laughs> I we often say this. There's often better films to recommend first, and like, but I often of the uh, I I am often of the mindset. That I can still not think a film is brilliant, but I can still recommend it because someone will get something out of it. I just, yeah. I just don't see what any. I can't. I wouldn't even recommend this to my kids because I, I just don't <laughs> know what they'd get from it. That's fair enough. Uh, all right. On that bombshell, let's wrap up. Podcasts come out every Wednesday. Check out our social media. Check out our YouTube channel. And if you want us to do a film in the future, just let us know. Cheers all.